Hi guys, welcome to the Journey Through Med podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to mentoring and motivating international medical students. And on this podcast, we'll be speaking to international medical graduates as well as international medical students to bring to light opportunities and information that will be beneficial on your journey through medicine. I'm your host, Blessing Tonyava, a third-year medical student in China. This podcast promises to be informative, enlightening, and motivating, so be sure to follow us and share the episode. This is the Journey Through Med podcast, and your journey is a story worth telling. Hello, hello, JTM fam. Welcome once again to another episode. I'm excited. And thank you for joining in again. Thank you guys for how you are taking the podcast each and every episode. You know, I get feedback from people. I get reviews on how people are taking in the episodes and how it's inspiring them one way or another. And it really gladdens my heart that um, someone's story, you can relate to someone's story, you can, uh, someone's story can inspire you, someone's story can motivate you to even push forward on your journey through medicine and that's what this podcast is all about and on today's episode i have with me dr alpha he is a pediatric resident at central south university changsha and i'm excited to have you dr alpha welcome to the podcast yeah thank you very much it's a big pleasure to finally be here with you yes finally (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, you know, we met earlier this um year and he's such a great guy. I've learned so much from him and I'm grateful for friendship with you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I can say it again. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I do this for every episode before we begin the topic or whatever that we are talking about. Um, My guest just gets the opportunity to choose two numbers between one to 10 just to get the pace set in for the episode. So you choose two numbers between one to 10. Mm, I like number seven. Number seven, all right. Number seven says, describe your life so far in one sentence. All right. I will describe my life uh, in one sentence by using, uh, well, yeah, the outcome or the benefits uh, that I get through pouring out my heart in doing it, mm. I can say. Nice. <laughs> that was that was deep, heartfelt journey also. Okay, so your second number. I also like number five. Um, Number five. Number five says, what have you read or listened to recently that has inspired you? Whether it's a book, it's a podcast, it's um an audio tape or a recording or whatever, a video, whatever that you have read or seen or heard that has inspired you in some way. Right. Uh, recently, there is this particular, it was a podcast uh, about uh, neonates, neonatology. Yeah. And uh, the lady was <laughs> was answering to uh, a mother's question. Actually, it wasn't, I mean, the child was already uh, grown up because if I remember, well, the child was already eight months. But uh, she mainly 
she mainly deals with uh, neonates, like for this uh, particular chapter that she's into. So uh, she was answering to the question of, uh, of the mother, where the mother was just finding advice, mentioning how she feels that the child is uh, growing up and still kind of too much relying, too much relying on the uh, baby bottle. And actually the baby bottle. Mm. So she was trying to get to understand uh, what, how, how, how she should go about it and see how to help Chatsworth doesn't become in times of uh, breaking in or severing from it, it will, I mean, it will be right timely. Right. The inspiration basically came on how the doctor was, or the pediatrician was answering to her needs. In short, she wasn't to be worried because the timing was still okay, actually. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I understood how parents, you know, can sometimes just have worries and everything. Yeah. And yeah, the way the pediatrician goes about it uh, matters a lot on reassuring yeah, them in their journey as they want the best for the child. Mm, nice, 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 nice. And let's go into, since you already began with the pediatric story, let's just go into your residency. So you are pursuing pediatrics um, at the university, Central South University. How has it been so far and why did you consider pediatrics? Well, why I considered pediatrics, first, I really believe and think that my pathway has been directed. Uh, now I'm talking about uh, the Lord, mm, okay. uh, the Lord directing my path yeah, uh, into this field. It comes first with when I was still uh, in in uh, during high school during high school i used to teach in sunday school the mm. kids and everything yeah but i never really you know uh, had it at, at heart like in terms of uh, me specifically choosing the field of pediatrics mm. instead i always wanted what i will do will be neurosurgery that's always oh. what i remember i used to have in, in my mind okay but now when i started coming when I started bachelor degree, uh, I kept always dreaming about children. Always, I mean, often. Let me say, I would still dream those days. I used to teach them, or every time when I'm dreaming, it's kids all around. Oh. So with time, as I kept learning different medical subjects, um, I was like, I think. Something is directing me toward children. Even though I want to do neurosurgery, perhaps I would better direct it into, like, you know, uh, uh, pediatrics uh, and still, you know, uh -huh. do surgical area. Yeah. So that's how everything uh, started on. And with time now, I really got to realize my personality, my character, and everything. It just merging with uh, children. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, before choosing uh, my master degree to start master degree, uh, certainly was like uh, I got to understand that not only 
the heart or my passion or the ambition that I want is to deal with children. But I think also I've been given some uh, preparation toward it. It means interest mm. uh, for the children, the passion, the love for them, and just the way we handle or deal with one another. It has just been yeah, quite of an inspiration. At last, I would just like to point something that also really spoke to me too much. Uh, especially during bachelor degree, I used we used to have some uh, foreigners who had uh, who uh, founded their family here in China. So they gave birth oh, yeah. to, to their children here in China. Uh -huh. Quite a couple of them. Most, or can I say a, a lot of them? Okay, that's over at least two different families. As I as I started helping the mother, basically carrying the child, or you know, kind of babysitting uh -huh. the kid and everything. The child just grew up too in love with me in such a way that whoever the child will meet will call them by my name. Whoa. They will say, this is this. But the person, mm -mm, it's Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, mm -mm, it's Alpha. <laughs> so, well, I just, uh, through different, you know, uh, getting in touch with children, different children, everything. Yeah, I just got understood that. We just fall in love with one another mm. easily like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. like oh. point for the time being. That's nice. That's nice. And even from our interactions, I could see that you you would be a really, really good um pediatrician. Or let's say you are. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. So before you started your master's here in China, you did your undergrads or had all your education. Okay. Before your undergrad, you had all your education in DRC. Uh, yes. Yes. Mainly in DRC. Of course, there were some times like during holidays, uh, we would visit some families abroad and use that time probably to study other stuff. But mm. the major yeah the major curriculum and everything was back home in drc mm, okay so uh then transitioning from drc to china to study your undergrads in chinese you know i've interacted with a couple of people on this podcast who have studied undergrads or who are still studying undergrads in chinese and it's just it's not easy so how did you uh, managed to pull through that six-year or the five-year journey studying in Chinese? <laughs> okay, first of all... <laughs> I like the laughter before <laughs> answering the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it entails a lot of memories. Mm. So, first of all, I was not planning to do it in Chinese when I came. Okay, so how? Uh, how what happened? The former plan was I would come and do medicine, but you know mm. language doesn't really very certain. So we're like, okay, go first in there and uh, start the language school. Yeah. So that yeah. uh, as you are doing the language, you start looking for universities and decide for the next mm. step. Mm. So it's how I, I came first doing Chinese with the purpose so that I can get acquainted with the area and speak university where I would do medicine. Yeah. Now, as I was looking for requirements and everything, 
toward the uh, mid semester there, I really realized how most of universities, in case some somebody want to choose English medium, you will have to spend at least six years. Okay, mm. that was for most of the universities that have that I've, that I've seen. Yeah. And in case somebody picks Chinese medium, the person will have to uh, spend five years. And then when it comes also in terms of the expense, school fees mm. and everything, the English thoughts was kind of 10,000 higher, depending yeah. on universities, but there was really a difference. Mm. Uh, uh, between the English thoughts and some, some universities were, I think, 3,000 higher. Anyway, there was just a difference, a difference yeah. between those two. So those two factors played a major role in me make, making the choice. First, mm -hmm. because uh, I, I came to be self-sponsored. It was through that uh, path, pathway that I came. And as I laid everything with the parent, I'm like, hey, this is the situation. There are two languages, whether Chinese thoughts or English thoughts. In case I pick English thoughts, these are the numbers of years. This uh, this will be the school fees to pay each year. In case I pick Chinese thoughts, this number of years, these are the school fees. So as the parents were thinking, they're like, "Ha, huh, you've already spent one year. If we if you do again another six years, it will be too long for us." Oh. And uh, paying this much every year will be also. Mm, quite a burden challenging for us mm. yeah so how about trying with the chinese thought and there the the craziest decision <laughs> has to be made oh. <laughs> yeah so that was the reason and how i found myself into picking chinese thought it was based on what the parents is i mean would have been able to afford and how long they wanted me to to stay into this career okay so but i i thought your your study was under scholarship in chinese uh for the experience now that i'm i'm done with it uh -huh, so i've uh -huh. gone through <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful to okay. have passed through. Mm. So I can summarize it as in it was super challenging, super intense, mm. and super fun. Super what? Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and fun. Actually, those mm. are the three things I can summarize it. Super challenging, super intense, and super fun. Wow. <laughs> wow. What 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 do you have to yeah. say to anyone who is being challenged right now, going through the Chinese study? They don't even know what they are doing, studying in Chinese. Most of them are confused. Most of them have already given up mentally. So what do you have to tell them to keep them going on their journey? Well, 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 well really being discouraged, I mean, feeling down or even doubting uh, ourselves, even asking ourselves, really, what? why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't that be somewhere else? Ay, ay, ay. Those things, I think they are part of the journey. Mm. They are really part of the journey. I don't really see 
what I what thing I would have done best to not face those thoughts and everything. Yeah, I think they're just really part of the journey. Nevertheless, something really used to help me a lot because of course I would find myself in situations where I, I start forgetting really why I came and what I'm pursuing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But something will always remind me, bring me back to that. Uh, first, <laughs> I really think and believe where the Lord has put you, whichever door he has opened, then he will sustain you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. From that point, I remember many a times when I forgot, when I started forgetting my journey and everything. Hmm. I would just be on my bed enjoying myself and everything like that. <laughs> I'll be striking with a, a can I say a dream or a flash mm. of my parents, you know. <laughs> they have just they were just flashing my mind in a in a way that will bring in me like a like a consciousness. Mm. I'm like Alpha, remember, remember that there are some people who are really waiting and looking forward, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, to you, and they are investing into mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, man, mm-mm. rise, mm-hmm. do your work, <laughs> and then and then on, I will find myself again pursuing my, the thing. And beside that, to uh, from the very beginning, actually, before starting especially that it was a new language yeah. and something totally I've never tried. Yeah, I was like, I really need to ensure that I will always stay motivated into working. Mm. So, uh, of course, I, many people do that. I always had those panel written right there on my wall. Like, you yeah. know, you will do it, you mm-hmm. make it one mm-hmm. day. To ensure <laughs> that I will always try to remember that thing. Well, a lot of people try that. Yeah. I mean, notes and everything always just reminds me. Yeah. And at last, there is also the part of the things that I, w- I was mainly involved in doing. Really, a lot of my, can I say, talents or interests kind of got uh, squeezed or left behind. Just okay. because of the intensity of this of this journey, yeah. Like I will always find myself. I just speak things that I know are medically or educationally related, mm. uh, with related benefits. Yeah. Like when it comes to activities. Mm. So, sports. I really rarely find myself doing that. Instead, when there is something like a medical discussion, I will go for it. Mm. Uh, different leisure times most of my leisure times were probably uh, you know having small study groups or or trainings here and there yeah that was kind of you know the daily or things that i used to do in such a way that it really sets me kind of behind when it comes to intense social life with you know in other areas but yeah but yeah they were helping me always to remember and to keep myself motivated into learning. Mm. In short, yeah, the activities that I was involved in, the people that I kept 
uh, having around. Mm. It was just all, you know, leading toward one thing. Yeah. Shine in your studies. Mm. Shine in your studies. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I, I like how you, you said that you kept yourself motivated. There are times that you look up to other things to keep you motivated, like um, the things you do, the people you surround yourself with. But there are other times that you have to keep yourself motivated, you know, some way by the quotes that you, you put around yourself or on your wall, the affirmations that you declare upon yourself and so many other things you have to sometimes keep yourself motivated sometimes the motivation is not going to come from outside it has to come from within and in that space where the motivation is not coming from outside you have to draw the motivation from within to keep going on your journey and that was awesome and we see you now and as a pediatric resident <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah nice so we just want to delve a bit into collaboration, choosing collaboration over competition in med school. Um, I don't think it's just a med school thing. However, we are just narrowing it down to med school because in today's world, people, everyone wants to be better than someone. And that has really gotten into our minds, that has gotten into our our lives and is is stealing from us the joy of collaboration stealing from us the benefits of working together as a team working together with other people you know to achieve success so why must we choose to collaborate and not compete even with our peers with our colleagues in the class in in the lecture hall and all that why must we choose collaboration over competition well um personally Mm-hmm. Uh, I really struggle with, uh, can I say, comparison. Mm. Uh, and especially the beginning of medical school. Yeah. It was really a big challenge, comparison, because we come in a place where uh, classmates are coming from different places. They yeah. Have I mean, level of education, mm. different strengths and everything. So really, the first uh, year of medical school, of first few months, it was really hard mm. to not just compare myself. Yeah. And here again, I found help. So the help that I found was that I came to understand and realize how comparison was kind of paralyzing me or neutralizing me Mm. to not even focus on myself or to not even do what really I want to do. Mm. So I started really learning to be like, let me actually do the best of me or what really I'm aspiring to do. And instead, not focus on what others are doing. Yeah. Uh, so each time I always had to remind myself that whenever I feel like I'm trying to compare myself to somebody else, I always try to remind myself, man, focus on yourself. Learn much and yeah, just let the best come out of you. Mm. And of course, 
that is because compar the comparison that I, I used to have, it was kind of uh, with a negative impact. And still, I believe that comparison also has a very positive impact, mm -hmm. especially when it's healthy, healthy yeah. comparison, I can oh. say. Mm. Uh, through that, through that, it's only when the, can I say, the comparison became healthy that I started now collaborating, or can I say cooperating. Let me give a clear example, whereby when I started not noticing that, hmm, yes, I'm spending time learning, uh, reading these Chinese books, uh, these characters, I'm spending huge time, and they, st they start paying off. I'm starting understanding what is going on in class. I'm able to read the characters, to write them down, mm. because I'm really investing too much energy into it. But now I start noticing, ah, I have my classmates who are still struggling actually mm. with this particular thing that I'm already overcoming. Yeah. So there now my thoughts start becoming like, hmm, how about we help each other? Like whereby I have this particular strength, like for example, I'm, I'm now able to read these Chinese books. I'm now able to understand this topic and everything. And I have an issue actually with this other topic and subject. So how about I avail myself where we come together and we exchange on the strength that we have, that we have so that we can complete each other. Mm -hmm. So now the comparison became healthy, whereby now I'm looking at my strength and also looking at that, uh, the other people's strength and see how we can now help each other. So it was no longer as I'm looking at my weaknesses and looking at other people's strength yeah. to feel now more paralyzed. I'm like, ah, I'm just wasting my time. Mm -hmm. So it's how uh, it starts now helping me to promote uh, collaboration through study groups, implementing small study groups where we just come and exchange knowledge. For, uh, for the last but in case you still don't uh, clearly understand where I go on, uh, I am really not so good at calculus or mathematics, you know, mm. things that involve formulas, all those things. Oh, they always give me that. But things that will really, you know, require deep investigations you know, going deeper into logical understanding of them, I tend to grab them better. Mm. So I've, I have really a lot of classmates who are really good in calculus, mathematics and everything, but me, I'm trying oof, so hard. Yes, I will manage, but it's with too much pain. So I, the, the collaboration now became like, please, how about you help us to explain physics? How about you help us to explain mathematics? And I know when it comes to physiology, woo, I like that. <laughs> when it comes to this other, you know, mm -hmm. uh, subjects, I don't know, pathology, all these things, mm. yes, I'm ready to go deeper. So then we, we try to, you know, help each other in that area. And yeah, and it's how it helps us to bond and grow together. Yeah. I don't know if I've answered yeah. the question. Yeah, you have. And... Thank you so much for not sharing your, for not um, hiding your struggles with comparison with yourself. 
um, at the beginning, even of your medical journey, that was years ago. But now you can look back and see that, hey, I struggled with this. I overcame and it led me to do something better. That is to collaborate with my peers or, you know, to collaborate with the people around me to make sure that yeah. not just I become a better person, but even they become a better person on their journey. And that's just what it's all about, that we come together to help each other, to assist each other, to encourage each other on our journey through medicine. And and the switch, you know, the switch from, you know, I like how you put it, the healthy comparison. <laughs> the switch from looking at your weaknesses and saying, looking at other people's trends and saying, okay, this person is good at this. I'm not good at that. And beating yourself down that switch to now looking at your, your um, strengths and then using that to help other people and even looking at their strengths to help you overcome your own weaknesses. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like this. Uh, how do I explain? How do I describe this? <laughs> It's like two finger, two two hands yes. fixing into each other. That you are weak, I'm strong, but we come together to overcome our weaknesses and strengthen our strengths. I don't know if that's mm. <laughs> that's right. Yes, but yes, then yeah, right, right. yeah, and that's super amazing. And that's really what we should all aspire to do. We should all aspire to be. And so you mentioned um, study groups, you mentioned peer teaching. How does someone overcome the temptation even not to compete in such a setting? Because in that setting, you see the next person or your, your study group partners that are doing well. Hey, and how do you overcome the, the temptation not to say, okay, I want to be above this person negatively? Um, yeah. not in a healthy way, but negatively. I want to be above this person. I want to be above that other person. How do you overcome the temptation to compete in such a setting? Yeah, yeah in that study group setting. All right. Um, so for this particular one, uh, something that would help me, I mean, for that urge, I need mm. to, you know, to go over the, the person and it was the fact first um, of uh, the can I say the, the dream that I have, okay, or the ambition, yeah, that I have, having it uh, clear. So, for instance, each back then or even up to now, each each year or each semester has its own uh, targets mm. or goals mm. that are that that are basically to be met. So. My once I realized that my ambition or my purpose is different from this other person, even though this person is doing, can I say, way better in whatever thing, but as long as our uh, purpose or ambition are not uh, merging, you know, it's really always keeps me at that is like, well, I'm working towards fulfilling this 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 goal. Reason why I don't even need to bother mm -hmm. when this other person is, uh, I don't know, excelling in this thing because this person yeah. has another purpose or another goal. Mm. So having first my goal or ambition 
kind of a bit clearer helped mm-hmm. me to yeah to not bother at things that will not really bring me to fulfill what i where what i want and also uh the other the other part also is understanding that really everyone can be the best at what he put himself to do mm. or myself for instance i can really be the best at what i put myself to do yeah so for instance i remember back then i used to admire a lot this particular um uh senior senior uh, student so she was the one who founded the um, uh academic seminars uh, in uh, back then in the bachelor when i was doing my bachelor degree so she founded it and then she would call students she explained clearly concisely very well and give you know basically um provide clinical skills yeah. and everything mm. so i used really to admire her so much i'm like wow we are all in bachelor degree she's just in third year but the way she's doing things is like she's already a resident you know <laughs> so but when i came to understand her background and everything i really realized how no she got prepared actually mm. way before coming doing bachelor degree she first did a um, uh, what was it again undergrad uh, physio- physiotherapy no she had like a degree in oh. physiotherapy something, something related to that uh-huh. or nurse, nursing one mm-hmm. of them i don't recall mm-hmm. which one of them yeah she, was, she had first that degree and then she came for bachelor degree and everything so it means she got prepared things did not just come like this from, yeah. from nowhere <laughs> yeah so even though by then i was feeling uh, somewhere somehow but I, i allowed myself to be part of the team of mm. the people who are organizing the things and learn from her learn from them until until i think by the time they left they graduated now i was the one you know uh leading out the, oh. the, the staff. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and myself i was now being surprising at myself i'm like look at me now mm. the one <laughs> you know doing this and doing that so i just came to understand like yeah whenever we really see people who are doing really better and everything most of times there is a preparation that they mm. went through yeah. or there is really something that they went through yeah to for them to be there mm. and it's just that our time hasn't yet can i say reached because we are still not or we are still going through that preparation yes it's a matter of time before us to you know can i say to shine in that particular aspect yeah and i concluded uh with the current uh situation because this is now something that i keep meeting every time while doing the residency uh, program or rotations you will just notice uh the chief resident or the, the department the chief of the department will really sound very harsh you know he is asking a question i don't have any clue <laughs> well first it's not really also that i cannot answer but because i'm intimidated I'm like, okay <laughs> i'm like i'm so intimidated that i don't even know what to say mm. it's only after that i've come down i'm like oh you really know easy, this though. you know <laughs> uh-huh. anyway so but 
you will not only ask to students, I mean, or residents, you will also ask to attendings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, a lot of instances, I will notice where the attending too doesn't know what to answer. And the attending will be like, uh, after the thing is done, after being yelled at and everything, the attending will go and look on guidelines, will look for guidelines and learn from it. Mm. So from that, I really got to understand that we really never reached to a time where, can I say, we know much or uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say No, readers know that time because if the attending can not also answer to this specific question of which the person has worked for years, mm. but still cannot answer to this specific question, it means uh, <laughs> why should I feel too you know, uh -huh. bad about myself mm. if I'm also not able to answer to something? So instead, let it be a motivation for me to seek and learn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't know if. Yeah, yeah, clear. yeah. It is very, very clear. So what I got was how to, one way to overcome the temptation to compete, even as you are in a study group or you are with your peers, even in a normal um lecture hall setting, how to overcome that temptation is to first redefine your med school goals. You know, I mentioned this. Um, at the beginning of the semester in my episode that this is the semester where you have to redefine your med school goals. Are you the person who wants to, you know, get a scholarship, maybe be a, be the part of the first two <laughs> for the whole year group? And mm -hmm. are you that kind of person? Are you, is that a person that you want to be? Or are you the person who wants to be a holistically rounded medical student or are you the person who wants to be you know just to be a matured person um mm -hmm. not just medically but also in other areas of their life so redefine your med school goals in as much as you want to be academically sound you want you don't just want to be uh just a, a medical student who doesn't even know what he or she's talking about but redefine your med school goals what are your goals for medical school what are your goals for yourself what are your goals for the semester then you wouldn't even have to compete with someone because you know that you don't have the same goals you don't have the same targets to meet yeah mm -hmm. and that was super super awesome and i like how you said you can be the best version of yourself even in academics you can be the best version of yourself and enjoy your preparation period it's a process. No one gets there as in no one arrives. So enjoy that process of being prepared, of being trained, of going through the process. That's what the journey is all about. It's a journey for a reason. So enjoy that journey, enjoy that process. And yeah, you get there definitely just like you got there now teaching people, now leading people, you know, you got there. So why not? You you also get there yeah i like that and i'm a part of i don't know whether you are the one who started the in cornerstone study group you yes, are the yes, one yes. yay yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> so and and today's session was quite interesting i enjoyed the 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 teaching um in today's mm -hmm. session so to how does one begin to create if anyone wants to create that community 
of people around them where they get to learn to teach each other to motivate each other how does someone create that community or that study group or that uh, peer teaching group where they can teach and, and and study together all right first it's important to be aware that there are some students who are also eager to learn because uh, sometimes uh, when we notice that the majority don't really are not so uh, willing to go extra miles yeah. into their studies, it, we are, it gets a bit discouraging. We are just feeling like, ah, I'm on the only one in this journey. <laughs> or we can see some are also deep into it, but then perhaps because of, I don't know, their character, their personality, you know, you are like, mm, I can't really get close with, to this person. Yeah, so true. Those, those, but I want just to point that it's, it's really very real that in our surrounding, there are people who are also very eager to learn and even to cooperate as well. But it will take you somebody to bring them a vision mm, or like to share a particular vision mm. where themselves also find a benefit or a profit yeah uh for instance uh with this particular study group in cornerstone i can use it just as as an example to yeah, answer to the, yeah, the question yeah. it has gone through different phases the very very beginning of it it was with my own classmates my own uh, foreigners just yeah. between foreigners that were like okay they just come and start uh, sharing with each other but one session the first session everybody's there the next session <laughs> some start becoming busy yeah the other true. session some then it becomes like you know i find probably one mm. or just myself so it becomes very discouraging yeah and but after some time again i was like ah let me change methods let me now involve Chinese classmates. Okay. So I shifted. I now involved the Chinese classmates. Yes, they were there, amazed and everything. We started the, the thing together, together, together. And, and again, the, issue, the thing with the Chinese classmates is like when it came now to exam time and everything, oh, they don't want to spend time into other mm. things because this looks like extra yeah. uh, to them. So here again, we met, I met again another issue. So now I was like, ah, I, I want to have people who, who are really having that uh, desire, you know, mm. to learn for long term. Yeah. It means it's not only when it's exam, when it's uh, not exam time, but whether exam time, not exam, whether holiday or not, we are just learning. So that was always what uh, I've, I've been desiring. As the Chinese went, uh, didn't work out for long, so I was like, mm, let me try. Let me extend it. Not only the particular people of my on the same batch. Mm. Let me look for other opening, people. Openings, whether mm. first year, second year, yeah. whichever. Let me let make it open. That is where now I found people who are really committed. Mm. The person, some of them were just second year. Some of them were first years and everything. And even from English batch, some, most of them actually were English batch and everything. But as they came to join, yeah, they found interest at it. 
especially those who were juniors, they found interest at it and they became more permanent. Of course, the number is not high, but still uh, it's enough to keep the thing consistent. Mm. So that's how, yeah, the, the team has evolved. Different people came and left, graduated. So it has been, uh, I can count perhaps uh, six to seven years since we've, uh. we've been, you know, all through this. Of course, it has had different people. And mm. still there's some who have been very faithful up to now. Mm. Yeah, and I, I believe and hope with time, we'll even expand and see more more things. So yeah. in short, to create the groups is, is by casting that vision with uh, the people and uh, leaving it open. Open, it means not only perhaps your classmates, it can be anybody else because you might realize that you might make, you might you might be the only one in your batch mm. who really want to do that. But there is somebody else, first year or second year, who has been always desiring to find a mentor or somebody who yeah. will to go through this. Yeah, but when you give it now open, you will see more choices mm. come in. And they also the last thing is also to be ready for passing through different phases. Some people will begin being interested and they lose interest after some time. Mm. Uh, some others have, you know, will not cooperate at the beginning. They don't want to share. They are very shy and timid. But after some time, they get the grasp of it. So all those phases also to be also ready to pass through it. And the major thing is that just persist. Yes, it's okay. Sometimes you can take a break mm. because things did not work out, but come back later again. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, awesome. I now I now see my mistake. Um, because in high school I remember that I started this study group and it was just um for my classmates and myself. So I started a study group where we wake up maybe an hour or two earlier to study as we were preparing towards the examination. Not just the, the end of term or semester examination, but then the major examination after three years. But then I realized that after a while, you know, we how I did it was that um, I just spotted out people who were good in a particular subject. So say math, science and, yes. and physics and chemistry. So then mm -hmm. that person would teach the group, maybe a topic yes. on that. And then, but then I realized that when it's time for someone, let's say the person good in chemistry to teach the group, okay, should teach the group. But when it's time for the person for physics to teach the group, uh, then there'll be all sorts of excuses after she mm -hmm. has gotten from the chemistry um, lect yeah. lecture. So it, it got really discouraging because why would you not want to share after someone has yeah. shared? <laughs> yes, so I, yes. just, I just ended up um, just like dissolving the, the, the study group all together. Yeah, but then mm. I now know that it comes in phases and not everyone mm. is also ready for that level of vision that you have. Maybe after sharing the vision with the group, this is how the study group should go. Not everyone mm. has um has that has come up to that level of your vision. So you must also be patient with people 
to grow yeah. to that level of your vision to go to say yeah. okay this is how the study group should go and yeah let's make it work and also leaving it open not just for okay for those around me like hey my i have three friends so let those three friends mm -hmm. be the people that i study with in my study group but just leaving it open as well for mm -hmm. people and not just open um should i say know the kind of people that are coming into that study group because if you know the purpose of that study group maybe that study group is to study for the plab or to study for a, an examination a board exam coming up you know that someone who has not set up a mind or his or her mind to prepare for that exam would not really come and you know benefit or add up anything to that study group so as you are casting your vision knowing the kind of people that you are also permitted or allowing into that circle and yeah mm. even as you are leaving mm. it open you must also be cautious yes yes also yeah very true mm. and just one last comment on okay. that yeah leaving it open uh yeah i forgot to mention today actually um it's no longer really about uh, people who were like in the same university with me but now it's really just expanded expanded yeah. means uh, having people from different universities mm. yeah uh, I'm, I'm an example places. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> for different places and mm. the only thing that unites us is just medical knowledge yeah yeah some of some of the people who are there actually uh, can i say traveled or are now back home a few even got married mm. and everything but yeah when they when they when they can they still show they up join. or they still ask about mm. you know to know the updates about it so yeah that what i just i wanted to point how um, there's not really a specific limit on how expanded something can really go mm. because various people can really catch the vision yeah uh, regardless of their localization or their state yeah mm. yeah and then also you mentioned persistence even through it so now in cornerstone has been six to seven years right um yeah, still yeah. persisting and still expanding um, so, but, but I realized that my mistake was that I didn't persist <laughs> when I just noticed, hey, one or two people were doing something and I just like, I was just like, no, yeah. let's just, let's just end this because <laughs> it's not going to work if you yeah. are not willing to volunteer to teach. And so yeah. just persist through it or there may be times where it may be down, it may be up, but mm -hmm. be ready to push through if you really want to carry out the vision into yeah. yeah yes okay um so let's take this last one let's take this last mm -hmm. one how has pediatrics how has it been in in pediatrics i know you love kids i, I see you change your your <laughs> your profile pic every day every day it's a new baby every day it's a new kid <laughs> up there so how has it been for you are you studying in chinese or in english all right um First of all, we've, I mean, doing specialization here in China, even though one can choose English taught, but it doesn't really, you know, doesn't really uh, 
uh, really mean much mm. because yes the privilege that you will have some classes in english taught but once it becomes the clinical things it's still in chinese uh, yeah 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 so i can't really say it's english taught but it's just like we just deal with chinese mm. now how has it been the experience um i'm being sharpened yeah i'm being sharpened uh in the area whereby it's really affecting me or teaching me or training me at all levels so it's no longer really about you are just going to class you do well your assignment mm -hmm. and you are done or you do well your exam and you are done mm -mm. Actually, it's been long since I took exam examinations, like you know, papers, yeah. something like that. So it really becomes much more like you own the responsibility of particular uh, patient, mm. and you carry it like as your as your responsibility. Um, so it really comes with a very big price. Why? Because the system here on the mainland of china i mean it's not really so much uh intense especially when it comes to the management of international students yeah there's still some slagging here mm -hmm. and it's really easy even though somebody's doing specialization to not really have a hand-on practice, practice. Uh -huh. it's really so easy mm -hmm to go through, to have that. You just be there observing just as, as if you were doing internship mm. for all the specialization. And then you end up, you're like, hey, <laughs> oh, wow. So where is the hands-on practice? Mm. Yeah, that's really a reality. But it's something that I have been avoiding. I mean, as I started with the clinicals, it was very hard at the beginning but thanks god that now i'm not really long at that stage anymore whereby i really had to or people have to really go for it or uh ask for it what do i mean by asking for it asking to be involved mm. in the what is going on into the department what do i mean managing the patients uh i mean uh dealing with the patients treatment all those things yeah it's really not so easy to have foreigners into it and for me personally i've noticed and it was only and, and until i kept insisting give me patients give me beds to manage give me patients to manage give me, that's they started now giving me of mm. course it's not at the same level the same number as the chinese residents though we are in the same year them, as soon as they get in the department, they get them, for example, four patients to manage, four beds to manage. But me, after asking a long time, months, <laughs> now they only give me one or mm. even two maximum. So, of course, they see that that's issue, but at least, yes. There's that the involvement. I'm, 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 mm. Yes, I'm at a point where really I'm involved in everything that's going in the department. It means if I just wake up in the morning, I'm like, ah, I'm feeling lazy today. I don't go to the hospital. Hey, it's patients who will not have a, a treatment there. Mm. It will be the attending will be affected. We'll have to call me to 
to to, to you know to find a, a, a solution. It's it's become at that level of responsibility. That yes, I have patients actually who are under my care, not total care though, but who I'm I'm, I'm working with the, the attending to take care of them. Yeah. And sure, it has really been a very interesting experience because I'm I'm learning by watching the attendings, how they deal with things. It's, it's sharpening me and yeah, it's still hard though to get those skills at the full set. But with the little that I'm, I'm still doing and here, I believe in the long run, I will certainly, you know, yeah, I will, I will get there. Yes. So in short, this... Uh, has been the perfect experience. Mm, you will, you will get there. <laughs> I'm looking forward to your graduation. That will be next year, isn't it? Yes, next year. Mm, yes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably be in Changsha. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. By then, you're welcome. <laughs> really welcome. Okay. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for coming through on today's episode. Now, there's this thing I just want to read. And yes. something that one of my mentors posted. It's not the quote of the episode. I'll still do the quote of the episode. But I just want to read this to sum up the episode before I take the quote of the episode. And, and this, is, this is, in the medical field, we have a responsibility to unselfishly help, inform, and encourage our colleagues to be the best they can possibly be in the context of proper healthcare dispensation, as we will invariably neither treat our own relatives nor ourselves. So medical students shouldn't hide data or anything that can be possible of that can possibly be of legal help to better the effectiveness of colleagues. We shouldn't leave our willing and teachable friends who are being complacent by thinking it's his or her life. That very colleague may be one day taking care of you or your loved ones. <laughs> How does this sound? Wow. I can see that the mentor is involved into uh, reaching out or mm. helping the people. Yeah. Especially in their clinical uh, journey first. And it's true. It's really, it, it's really true. In short, by helping others, we are also helping ourselves. Yes, I and, love that. Yeah, and mm. growing uh, ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, may you even actually send it to me too. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will. So thank you, Dr. Abel, for posting this. I screenshotted it. I didn't tell you, but I did. <laughs> and okay. I read when I read it, I thought about it for a long time, you know, how there's so much competition amongst ourselves, not just in med school, but just generally in life. Now, mm. these days, there's just so much competition of wanting to be better than someone, going all yes. sorts of extents just to be, just to prove that you are better than someone in some way, which really shouldn't be the case. Yes, you can be the best version of yourself and still be you. And I like what you said, that in helping other people, you are eventually helping yourself so then why not awesome so I'll, I'll just go on to take the quote of the episode now okay yeah. so i'll take the quote of the episode and it says in the quest to compete with one another we leave behind our real identity and rather focus on becoming someone we are not 
Remember, you are unique and your difference is what gives you value on earth, not becoming something else. This is from Abraham Trump Davmos. And yeah, I think it just sums up everything that we have discussed. And yes, your uniqueness comes from your difference. The fact that you are different from other people, your values are different, your goals are different, your targets are different. That's what makes you you. That's what makes you unique. And so don't lose that trying to become someone else, trying to compete with someone else. And yeah, yeah. what do you think? I really agree. I really agree with that. Yes, we need to become the best version of ourselves. And that only comes by embracing the destiny that you've been called to fulfill. Mm. I, I really agree with that. Yeah, and if we are to compare, let's do a healthy comparison. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A healthy comparison all the way. <laughs> yes. Great, yes, great, yes. great. Thank this has been all. super great. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming through, Dr. Alpha. Let's speak some Swahili. Let's speak some Swahili. Um, What did you teach me before we started recording? <laughs> I, say, I, I forgot. How to say welcome. Okay, let's do um thank you. Thank you in Swahili. <laughs> All right, that's so easy. We just say aksante. Aksante. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Asante, Dr. Alpha, for coming on the podcast. It's been great, great, great having you and seeing your face as well. <laughs> All the pleasures mine. Yeah. Okay. We wish you all the best and we hope that you continue to grow um, as you journey in pediatrics and even beyond the walls of that hospital. You continue to grow in every aspect of your life as well. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Waiting for the next episode. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And to anyone listening, if this episode inspired you or challenged you in some way, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform that you are listening with. This is the Jenny Through Med podcast and your journey is a story worth telling. <laughs>